Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Dark Cast. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. The Dark Cast is a collection of conversations celebrating and critiquing video games. The show is divided up into multiple discussions between myself and the various writers here on DarkStation.com. I hope you find this episode a nice distraction from our crazy world, and I hope this episode finds you safe and well. In this episode, we are continuing our discussion about some of our most anticipated games for the upcoming year. In section number one, I talk with Joel Zerlup about Horizon Forbidden West, and in section number two, I talk with Graves Black about Back for Blood. You can find more information about the games, including trailers, in the show notes for this episode on DarkStation.com. There you can also find video game reviews, previews, and features. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at DarkStation underscore com. Find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. everybody and welcome back to the dark cast uh we are back for another segment of some of our most anticipated games for the upcoming year and joining me for this segment is none other than joel zerlup joel <sighs> how are you doing i'm well <laughs> i'm not sure how to answer that question still uh i'm doing okay uh i'm excited to talk about some of the games that may or may not come out in 2021 um yes because my one and only prediction uh, and I'm stealing this from something on Twitter, but uh, I believe every game will be delayed in 2021. I don't know if they'll be delayed for a day or a month or a year, but who knows what's coming out this year? Because I think it's just going to be, if 2020 was the year of delays, this one is going to say, hold my beer. This is going to be like all delays. Everyone's going to look at Cyberpunk and be like, huh, maybe, uh, maybe yeah. we can hold off of it. Uh, speaking of which, there's a, there's an article that, uh, I think you read it yes. that was on, yeah, on dis- yeah. our discord. Um, and like the, the point where it gets to like all the developers thought it was a joke. Yeah. The original release date. We thought it was coming out in like 2022 and I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> the comparison, especially to the comparisons of like, Hey, we want to make red dead, but with like half the team and extra magic. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, let's not yeah. do that. Oh, yeah, I mean that sounds. But like, it's even a rough situation. Even without Cyberpunk, like and the game I'm talking about today, like any open world action game, action RPG, which is basically most games these days. Yeah. I, I mean that you have so many variables. I can't imagine um, the difficulties of testing those types of types of games, especially in a more remote uh, environment. That's got to be tough. Yeah. Absolutely, and and until we get over this um, cross gen period, oh, that too. where we're developing everything for everything, yeah. Because um, I mean, yeah, that's like that was my conclusion when when I finished reviewing Watch Dogs Legion, right? And, right. You know, it's like they're, they're doing too much. Like this should just be a next gen game, um, and like thinking about 
the original Watch Dogs. It's like nobody cares about the Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3 oh, God, version no. of Watch Dogs <laughs> no. at this point. So nobody needs to care about the Xbox One or PlayStation 4 version of uh, of Watch Dogs Legion. But um, but yeah, I mean that game just like it it had it was like a microcosm. It was this little bitty foretell of what was to come with. <laughs> It really is, and it's interesting because, like, Um, I don't know if we're going to get away from this, and I I don't know, you know, I actually, I I might end up just regretting my words, but, like, I don't know if the smaller Xbox, what is the Series S? What is that one? S, S, yeah, yeah, yeah. Series S, yeah. Um, Which I love. I think it's a great console, but does that just end up holding everything back? Because that that is much, I mean, that's definitely less powerful than both the Series X and PlayStation 5 and like I yeah. the things that we're seeing that or yeah, they just even now I mean they they said that you know what you would get with that game is, or what that you would get with that console is 1440p at yeah. you know 60 frames per second for you know games that are 4K 8K whatever right. on right. the uh the fancier consoles but even the games that are just getting their next gen patch from last gen mm-hmm. we're not seeing that those games are running at 1080p yeah. which like you know, I, I'm okay with it. That's the standard. Like, I, sure. I'm not, like, I, I much prefer things to just be smooth. Me too. Whether it's 60, F, 60 FPS or just a lock 30. Like, I, I don't really care. Like, you can definitely tell the difference, sure. But, like, I really just want it to play well. That's that's my biggest thing. Um, and if the games out of the gate aren't actually hitting the standard that they said this console is going to make, then what is it going to look like in five, six, seven, eight, nine? That or they just sidestep it with X cloud and just make it a streaming box, which definitely could happen. Well, and, and with having only 500 gigabytes of space on that thing, like, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, by the way, I think it's like 320. Of usable space? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah of usable space, yeah. So th- this could easily transition into a much cheaper box that is actually, you know, it- it's really just a streaming thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's your it's, xCloud yeah. machine. Uh, but great. they would have to drop it down to at least $200, if not $300, or $200, if not $100. Uh, it's so we'll, currently we'll 300 right? So, yeah, yeah. I think it's a $100 so, price cut in two years. Yeah. Um, bundle in a year of uh, xCloud and Game Pass and it seems pretty compelling or, well the the uh, what the ultimate thing. yeah, yeah or whatever they end up that's going to end up having to yeah. cost more at some point <laughs> like that sure their uh, price right they, they're but, not going to be able to afford to give people streaming for that maybe they will maybe they'll do it as a uh, a step in the get, 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 get your foot in the door sort of thing but um, yeah. we'll see it, but speaking cool. of cross-gen games that i'm really bummed are cross-gen games but still very very (laughs) very highly anticipated game um the game i want to talk about today is horizon zero dawn forbidden west which is not the title but it should be because i still think of horizon zero dawn as the series name that's the full title yeah that's the horizon is not that horizon is is the forza game yes exactly Um, that's a great point it really is so this is this is a really weird offshoot for yes. the Forza Horizon series, um, where you race uh, you're dinosaurs. No longer playing as a car. Yes, you uh, race yeah, racing dinosaurs could be. That sounds like a thing that would be in Forza Horizon. Actually, it also sounds like a side. Like it also sounds like a horrible and... side quest in Horizon Forbidden West that I don't want to play. <laughs> 
Oh, that's definitely going to be in there. Yeah. So you're going to get in a Ferrari at some point, and you're yeah. just going to race yeah. dinosaurs uh, through glowing checkpoints. Because you know what always game. makes a fun game review is when you have to mention the fact that they tried to put a racing game in a third-person action game, and oh, it always yeah. works beautifully. Just it what does. I want. Just what I want. But no, I, I am genuinely very, very excited for Horizon Forbidden West. I am bummed it is a cross-gen game because I think, God, how beautiful um, Horizon Zero Dawn was. I would love to see what a fully next-gen Horizon Forbidden West without having to worry about the base PS4 or even the PS4 Pro, um, what, they're, what they would be able to do. But if we take a step back, and this actually happened, I think, in the last week or so, um, shoot, uh, Gorilla Games, right? Is the developer? Uh-huh. Uh huh. They have uh, sounds like uh, decided not to continue with the Killzone franchise. Um, they have let that lapse, the trademark, and all that kind of good stuff. So, interesting. Um, that happened in the last. I'm totally okay with that. Me too. <laughs> that was a horrible series that never found its legs. Um, you know, I. Another side tangent, but never make a game that you think is just going to be better than another game. Like, hey, we're making the Halo Killer. No, you're not. Yeah. I'm sorry, you, you're not. I, I had a random thought about that the other really? day, and I was like, how irrelevant is it that like so many games were created with the intent of being the Halo Killer? Yeah, and now that is completely irrelevant because Halo killed itself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, PlayStation, uh, so the actual uh, articles that came out six days ago, like I said, about a week ago, uh, PlayStation has officially retired the Killzone franchise website. Um, it seems like they're going to, they've basically removed all mentions of Killzone in their marketing and all that kind of stuff. So it definitely sounds like that franchise has kind of moved to the side. And it's so crazy because that was what Guerrilla Games, I mean, did before um, mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn. And what a shift to then make a now character that you see on a lot of PlayStation marketing with Aloy. And I'm very curious where they take Forbidden West. Um, I thought they did a great job um, with Zero Dawn. Um, I have not, I actually have been kind of doing some Googling, making sure I hadn't missed anything. But they really haven't talked about Forbidden West a whole heck of a lot uh, since Mm. its reveal. So no idea if this game's actually coming out this year. Um, Right. It's scheduled to, but who knows. Um but to be honest, if it's just more Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm okay with that. I found the the moment-to-moment gameplay of Horizon Zero Dawn to be very compelling. Um, the action, great. The set pieces were beautiful and different enough that it didn't feel like I was just playing, you know, an Assassin's Creed clone or something. So, um, I mean, there were the towers that you climbed, but... Other than that, it didn't feel like a. But assassins. they moved. They, they did. were they, they were dinosaurs and yeah. they walked around, so that made them completely different. But um, but no, I'm I'm just genuinely really excited. I, I think there's some cool stuff. There's I I never really jumped super head deep into the uh, deep end of lore for Horizon Zero Dawn. I didn't find that stuff to be all that great, but I, I know there are some that love it. But I, I'm a big fan of Aloy. I think she is one of the better characters from last gen. So I'm very excited to see what they do with her. And I have a feeling this will be the first of maybe two or three more of these games in this franchise. I don't think Forbidden West will be the last we see of Aloy. It seems sure. like they're going to invest pretty heavily in this franchise if they've moved on from Killzone. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that's the... I feel like that's a good decision because it seems like... Uh, Horizon has 
garnered a lot more love and attention than Killzone ever did. I mean, the most attention Killzone ever got was for that trailer oh. for Killzone 2 that they said was real and was not, and was obviously, it was obvious that it wasn't. 2005, um. Killzone 2. <laughs> My goodness. Uh. You look at that trailer today, it's kind of like the one that you always give me a hard time about the, uh, I think it was the Xbox 360 Madden trailer. It's like, you Oh remember? no, I don't give, I love that trailer. No, I'm saying I, I mean, like, have we, basically like, have we gotten to that level yet? Like, if you actually watch that Killzone 2 trailer, I'm not sure we've uh, gotten there yet. Like, it's pretty <laughs> incredible. Why we ever yeah. thought this was real uh, is beyond me, but like, I, it's yeah. playing right now and it's like, oh, that's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Um, um, so you, you reviewed Horizon, correct? I think. Oof, that sounds you, right. Maybe that. God. That was a long time ago. It How wasn't long that ago long ago. was Horizon Zero Dawn? Four years ago? Okay. I want to say it was four years. I think it came out the same year as uh, Breath of the Wild. And, That's right, because uh, everyone... Brandon was telling me that it came out uh, four years ago. So so I'm looking at the review. So we're, we're going to go with that. Scrolling uh, down. I believe I did. I did review this game. I gave it... Ooh, I didn't realize I gave it a four out of five. Wow. I was harsher on it than I remember. God. <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. My recollection of this game, well, maybe I'm less excited. I take this back. We need to stop the recording. I don't get anticipated for four out of fives of my own reviews. Uh, um, that's interesting, actually. I, I wish you wouldn't have had me do this because now I'm second guessing my love for this game. Um, I'm actually just glancing through it. Um, I do, I will say, and I, I, I see one of my biggest struggles with this game and stuff. Um, it did feel like a lot of other third-person action games. I will say the one thing I right. do love about uh, what they did with Horizon Zero Dawn is I think they... It's been a lot of great bow and arrows in the last gen. She sure. had a great bow and arrow, though. Oh, very satisfying. I yeah. was always using the bow. Um, and I also found yeah. the combat to be probably the one of the more interesting ones because you could take... It was one of the few games where I found myself actually using different skills to take down things. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm very curious to see where they go with that because you definitely had to take different tactics with different sized enemies and such so I'm very curious yeah. where they go with that and quite yeah, and remember, it was beautiful oh yeah it's absolutely it's absolutely gorgeous I, I remember talking to I think it was a conversation with David Silbert okay. last year about some of our favorite games from the past 10 years which was a series that I did not complete because it's fuck 2020 um, <laughs> yeah. and uh so he was, we, we were talking about the game and it, it was one that never really jibed with me. Yeah. Um, we, it came out in the height of like my anti like agoraphobia, yes. like yes. anxiety. Like I see an open world map and I just like break out in hives. Yeah. Um, which thank God Spider-Man came out cause it, it cured me. Um, but, um, he was mentioning some stuff about like whether or not I would be hopeful for a, a sequel and I always kind of have been because, yeah, like, I think one of my biggest problems with uh, the original Horizon Zero Dawn is that it mostly, at least for me, and I never really got that far to probably figure out the things that are really different from other games. Sure. But especially in the opening 10, 15 hours, it feels like every other Ubisoft open sure. world game. You climb the towers, you hunt things, and you use things to make bigger wallets and pouches. Like it's it's very Far Cry esque in terms mm -hmm. of like the the crafting. Um, 
and and maybe I never got far enough into the combat to to really see anything more than like oh you you use a bow to shoot things yeah. and then yeah. then you attack it with your not sword staff thingy um and i don't know that was just never really engaging and so the idea of this game that like you kind of have this base established you have the world established and you can go okay we don't need to try to be all of these other open world games and let it do its own open world thing um i think is exciting because i i i I don't want just more Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I, I think Horizon Forbidden West could could be a lot more than that, and, and I'm hoping that it is. Uh, but there's still a lot we don't know yeah, about this game. I'm actually not. Yeah. Is it? I'm not even convinced it's a full. Is it a full sequel? <laughs> I don't. I assume. Or is this like a Miles uh, Morales sort of situation? I don't remember. It's. I, I'm really looking. We've basically gotten a, a trailer yeah. for it. I mean, we haven't really gotten anything else. Uh, so it, you know, it came out when they announced. I think the price and the official release date right, right. of the uh, the PlayStation. And kind of that sizzle reel, yeah. uh, or not sizzle reel, but their you know direct digital event. Um, and yeah, they they haven't talked about it, which is something that I, I really appreciate from uh from Sony that they've kind of started to do is that they don't over publicize their games. They kinda just like announce them and then let them fade back into the background as they get worked on instead of constantly reminding us that the game is is coming out. 100%. Um, so I mean on on the PlayStation page it calls it an epic rpg adventure so that doesn't sound like a side quill no uh, to me that doesn't sound like a, a miles morales uh discover distant lands new enemies rich cultures and striking characters and you'll unlock the secret to earth's imminent collapse and unlock um a hidden chapter in the ancient past one that will change aloy forever like that all that sounds like sequel material i agree with you 100 percent. that does that does Um, sound like that and that's which makes it that much more confusing that it's a cross-gen game i know (laughs) because when they first announced it 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 wasn't they didn't say anything about a ps4 version no Um, it's they well sony uh, struggled big time i mean with miles and spider-man up res and like what what was ps4 what was ps5 like that whole debacle like they they have uh, unlike Microsoft, which has not struggled in that area, Sony has definitely struggled right. with what's cross-gen and what's not and how that works. And although now that like the PlayStation 5, 5 has been out for two months, that was really a nothing story. But um, it sure was when it was coming out. It was like, wait, what games are working for this? What games are cross-gen? I, I still don't think right. uh, the PlayStation 5 does a great job of letting you know which platform you're playing, although they finally added like a little notification that says hey you're playing the ps4 version do you want to play the ps5 one um but yeah. that would have been better to know here download this 100 yeah gigs exactly that would have been better to know before game. i download the 80 gigs that i now need to download the 120 gigs <laughs> but thanks that's still nice right um um yeah but no this, this is exciting I, and quite frankly too we've seen this with almost every open world action game the second game usually in a franchise is where you see those franchises kind of find a rhythm or find find their niche. So it's exciting. I, I think they have a, they, they've right. obviously been developing this for a while. Um, so it's exciting. I, I'm very hopeful and very excited for this game. Um, 
it's a cool world. It's very different. Um, I, I agree with you that it definitely takes from a lot of the Ubisoft stuff, but the actual world itself is very cool and very different. And it's, I mean, who doesn't want some like uh, robot dinosaurs? Well, and that's uh, that's the weird thing is like I was so into this game yeah. because I uh, let's see, this came out after Rise of the Tomb Raider, Correct. I believe. Yes, yes. Um, which I really loved, and that's another game with a great uh, bow oh, and arrow. Yes, and I think the best. The idea, the idea of this like prehistoric slash futuristic game where you are a redheaded Lara Croft with a bow and arrow fighting robot dinosaurs, I was like, "Holy cow, I'm in!" And it was the realization that it was more Ubisoft, less Tomb Raider. Um, sure. That you know yeah. it that you know. Ante- or not anticipation, um, but uh, I guess what you're expecting from a game before you go into it and then what a game actually is can vastly affect um, how you see what is actually there. Absolutely. Um, so I think going into Forbidden West, you know, I'll, I'll be much more keen on on what it is because even, even Tomb Raider is a great example. I don't like Tomb Raider 2013, the, the first game of the, you know, gritty trilogy or whatever. Um, and that's because that game is essentially uncharted and I didn't want that going into it. And so once, once what I was, Hey, if anyone ever wants to make Jonathan upset, let's talk about shadow. (laughs) The Tomb Raider. (laughs) But once I knew what I was getting into with rise, I was like, Oh no, this is fantastic. And so hopefully for for me, that's, uh, who knows how that happens. We we don't need to talk. It still makes me, you know how many times Uh, I've started that game, Jonathan? I've at least started it like a dozen. I started it again recently. Really? I I just bought the like super digital deluxe version uh, because it was on sale for, it was on sale for 15 bucks and I had it on PC and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'm going to try this again on on my new fancy Xbox. And then, of course, like two days later, it's announced that it's a PlayStation Plus. Oh God, <laughs> free game was it? For okay. January. Is and it? I'm like, I didn't oh, know that. that's stupid. Um, but so I downloaded it, and I literally got to the same place, oh. the the hidden city, yep. where I was just like, yeah, no, I don't want to play the city. That is such a weird <laughs> game because I I I really struggle <laughs> to put my finger on why I don't like that game at all. I have no idea. But like, we're not alone. I, That's like a common. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like it's mechanically like the 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 um facade of the game is that it is exactly like Rise of the Tomb Raider. Correct. But it's just not. I know. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's... I wonder if we're ever going to see another oh, one of those. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. It'll, no. be another, it'll be another um, reboot if they ever do those again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, Crystal Dynamics did went on to do other things and, and Eidos Montreal, since they're not making another Deus Ex game. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the new, uh, you know, reboot people. Because uh, I mean, it did well uh, critically and everything, yeah. but I don't think it's, uh, I don't know. I don't we'll, think see. That's... we'll see. That's but um, I I do think I the, the going back to the topic du jour, Horizon Robot, yeah, dinosaur. Robot Dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very curious. So you, the Sony's had like a very strong track record in the last three to four years of new franchises or reboots of franchises hitting new highs. So they had massive sales for The Last of Us Part Two. They had massive sales for Ghost right. of Tsushima. Um, yep. God of War, like they've been selling well all over the place, and so I'm very curious if Horizon's able and Spider-Man, obviously, um, I'm very curious if Horizon's right. going to make that kind of 
level and, and if it continues with it. Um, because it seems like another like great notch in their first party library. So yeah. we'll see. It's it's exciting. I, I, I feel like it will because, I mean, we were – I remember talking to you and, and, and us being kind of concerned whether or not Ghost of Tsushima was going to get that. Uh, because it's like, oh, Sucker Punch, it, it seems like the little kid brother of, you know, Naughty Dog and, and stuff. Yeah. And, and then it comes out and, you know, does exceptionally well. And so I, Sony doesn't handle everything right. You know, the, the, the differences between the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 version of a game, maybe not their strongest suit, but giving their first party teams the money resources and time that they need to make some really spectacular games. Uh, they do a good job on that one. And I, I don't think the critical reception or the sales is going to be any worse off uh, with this than uh, zero Dawn was. And I, I think, I think I, I really hope that we're in for a, Assassin's Creed 2 to what Assassin's Creed 1 was, or a Infamous 2 to Infamous 1, uh, or any other number. (laughs) Basically, yeah, I mean, the track record there is great, yeah. I think think this is going to be a spectacular game, and nobody really needs us to tell them that. Nope. But um, But we were here, and we did it for 25 minutes anyway, so, like, you know what? That's what we're here for. (laughs) No, look, at the end of the day, though, this is one of those games, too, that... um, Sony, with Microsoft acquiring basically everybody, um, Sony now has to continue their uh, first party kind of like yeah, double down right? on their their first parties. Yeah, absolutely, so, yep. I'm excited. I'm excited. Competition usually is a great thing, so I'm very excited to see how these two compete. I think Sony has built up an arsenal, and Microsoft bought one, and we'll see what happens. That 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 to me is exciting to see what games kind of flourish from this. So maybe you never know. Maybe one of these days I'll actually go back and play uh, Zero Dawn. I doubt it, but. It, you know, it could happen. Stranger things have happened. Um, but uh, I think that does it for this segment, Joel. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and chatting about uh, a bunch of other stuff besides Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> Nothing new there. West, but also uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. By the way, um, Horizon Forbidden West. I know, okay. I know. I appreciated but, that, but I wanted to make sure, you know, for the people that were uh, purists out there. Who, who maybe like you didn't like Zero Dawn, but will become the Forbidden West as the real title. Yes, yes. Want to make sure that in <laughs> retrospect they don't hate us. So, uh, you know, it's okay. If they I know. Do. It's, it's true. It's the internet. People hate everybody no, everywhere. So well, it's yeah. it's fine. Um, all right, Joel. Thanks again, and uh, we'll be back in just a little bit to talk about some more of our most anticipated games for the upcoming year. And uh, yeah, that's that's that. everybody welcome back to the show we are returning once again for our uh, our most anticipated games of 2021 this is the start or the middle or the end of another episode i have no idea this episode hasn't been edited yet so uh this is, is somewhere on some dark cast out there but uh you know hey it's 2021 thank god we're we're moving on um but uh, joining me for the, the first time, actually, on the show is Graves Black. Welcome, Graves. How are you doing? Hey, can't complain. How about you, Jonathan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I, uh, I'm i really excited for 2021, not only because it's not 2020, um, but 
this is the first time that I've actually gotten my butt in gear and done a most anticipated, uh, you know, games podcasts. Like I always like get done with game of the year and I'm exhausted because I've talked to like 15 people and I've edited, you know, four or five podcasts. And, uh, and then I just kind of like take a break for like two months and it's like, no, no, we're doing this. We're, we're doing most anticipated games. So I'm happy about that. Um, I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I'm glad for you to be a part of it as well. Um, so, one of your most anticipated games for for the upcoming year is uh, almost kind of like a throwback. I was pretty surprised when when this was announced, uh, and that is that is Back for Blood, which is being made by Turtle Rock, the, uh, the fine folks that brought us Left for Dead One and Two, as well as uh, what Evolve. Yeah. Um, so they they like having numbers in their games. Because I think I guess the V of Evolve was supposed to be five. Because that was hmm. a, that was a four on one, right? Yeah, one guy I was believe the monster. So. Yeah, I never played that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember playing that game upon release, and I I had some fun with it at least. Okay, that's good. That's good. But yeah, back for back for blood looks amazing. I remember in high school putting countless hours into Left 4 Dead too. So I'm ready to jump back in there. Excellent, excellent. Well, I I don't know a ton about. Uh, this upcoming game. So, tell me what you know and kind of why you're excited about it. You know what? I don't know a lot about it either. From what I've seen from the alpha gameplay, it's structured almost the exact same as Left 4 Dead 2, except okay. now that now you have cards that are somewhat like perks in Call of Duty. Um, they give you either benefits or drawbacks. Uh, on top of that, I think that there's a weapon equipment system where you can put like purchase accessories for your guns. And I don't know that that was necessary. I don't think that was in left for dead too. Not that from what I can remember. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited about those. Those are the two big changes on top of that. They're being new infected that yeah, it just looks, it looks super good. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, did you get a chance to play? They, they had a, a beta or an alpha recently, didn't they? Um, I think they did have a closed alpha. I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't play it. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. What What is your? You said that you played countless hours of Left for Dead. Uh, I guess kind of. What's your your history with this sort of genre? I mean, we've seen a few other entries into it. Like there was a. Um, uh oh god, what was the the zombie movie that had a weird video game tie in? The one with Brad Pitt. Mm. Oh, oh uh, no, World War Z. I don't yeah. know. World uh, War yeah. Z, yeah, yeah. World War Z, yeah. That was it was like a third person version of of this sort of idea of you know kind of, um, and I don't know has has there been a whole lot else that's that's done uh, the Left for Dead shtick? I don't believe so. Wait, like the warehouses playing cooperatively, going through warehouses, like yeah. getting loot. I don't know that there has been other than Evolve. Like, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess the the new uh, those looter shooter battle royales are kind of in the same vein, but it's they're completely they're completely different. But right, picking right. up equipment, uh, trying to get to the end, surviving, kind mm-hmm. of the same kind of shtick. But I don't know. Left 4 Dead is the only one that I've really played or invested in that I really enjoyed. Okay, did you play both of the uh, the Left 4 Deads or? Yeah, and I remember those games uh, so fondly. I guess because they, it was way before the zombie genre was as overdone as it is now. Mm-hmm. So that was it was kind of like a, a video game that 
was about the zombie genre before there was uh before it was there was lots of them or an abundance of them to choose from. Yeah. So it kind of fit that that niche for me. Okay. Um, now I I never actually really played either of the um either of the Left or Dead's because you know I tried to play it by myself and those are definitely games that you want to play with people. Um, did uh did you so I don't know. What there wasn't really any kind of real story. It was mostly like setting, like setting it up, kind of like a you know each one had a a theme, and you were right. in a particular area, but it wasn't. Um, I'm pretty sure they structure yeah. those games to be like a like a movie. Like right. they would all have different. There'd be like four acts, mm-hmm. and they all had like different film titles and were right. uh, yeah. kind of yeah thematically f- f- like based on on old films. Okay. So that's kind of how it was structured. Like, I don't know necessarily. I, I think there might have been like an overarching campaign, but uh, you're you're right in the fact that it was. I remember it being very very thematic. Gotcha. Um. So as far as we know, that's that's pretty much the uh. You know how Back for Blood is going to be. Yeah, I think I, I think they're I think they're doing it. Uh, Almost in the exact same vein, like very thematic, uh, looter shooter survive till the end. Uh, but I, the, I think the the most important part about Left 4 Dead has always been the infected, right? Like the special mm-hmm. infected, whether it be that first time you run into a witch, and no one wanting to approach it or shoot it because it's just like a scary thing in the corner <laughs> that's inevitably going to destroy you, or getting uh getting hit out of nowhere by uh I'm forgetting maybe I think it's, they're called creepers. Or having to fight a brute for the first time, being on no no on very low ammo, a nightmare difficulty was yeah. Those are those are moments you you just don't forget. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the the other thing that I, I think made uh, the Left 4 Dead games so popular was just sort of the replayability of of going through a mission that it wasn't you know just kind of pre baked enemy placement and stuff like that you had the the ai quote-unquote like film director where you know kind of swarm you with zombies when it needed you know the the game decided that tensions needed to be raised if you were doing too good and then it would back things off when you're you know completely out of ammo and stuff and like let you regroup a little bit um but then as soon as you're uh you know restocked then things are going to be back on um, so given that it's the same developer, I would, I would assume that they are continuing with that idea of having the, uh, kind of AI director kind of making sure that it's always crazy. Well, well I hope, I hope so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the most fun part of Left 4 Dead is the, the unknown. Right. Um, you know, what about, uh, what about Evolve? I know that was a, a one versus four kind of multiplayer where, you know, the, one person was actually the monster. Uh, did you did you get into that very much? I'm. I think I played it like on release weekend. Didn't play much after that. Okay. Uh, would you um, want to see a mode where like I don't know one of you could become infected and potentially that's already a mode. That, oh, that's yeah. It's, a, right. it's already a mode in uh, in Left 4 Dead that that, that used okay. to be that used to be really <laughs> fun. The, the the multiplayer. Where, uh, I think I think it's a team of infected versus the actual whole group. Gotcha. Although it might just it might just be one it might just be one person. Interesting. Yeah, that mode was a lot. I remember that mode being a lot of fun, especially when you were playing against your friends and they wouldn't tell you what infected they were, mm. and uh, they would just <laughs> they would just sit in corners, just camping you. So it, 
Um, in that style of game, was it like once you died, you became infected, or when you started the round, you were somebody was already decided as being infected? Uh, when you started the round, okay, from what I remember. Gotcha. Um, okay. Well, unfortunately, there, there's not a whole lot more to go on on this game because we just don't know a whole lot. I mean, it was only recently yeah. announced. Um, there's been a few hands-on previews from the um, from the game, considering they had the you know the uh, alpha back in December. But uh, other than that, it's it's kind of quiet, which I like. Like I, I don't want us to always just be inundated with stuff, but. Um, but we don't have a whole lot to go on on this game. <laughs> yeah, other than other than like a, a thirty-five minute long alpha gameplay tri- like gameplay uh, preview, there's not much more to go uh, go on yeah. for this game. It looks super exciting to me. I'm super um, again. I'm a huge fan of of Left 4 Dead, and uh, from what I've seen, the game looks very much in vain of the the last two, and that's exciting to me. Glad to hear that. Well, do you have any other? Um... Any other games you want to give a quick shout out to that you're looking forward to in uh, 2021? Um, I might rate replay uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon on PS5 when that one comes out. Okay. Um, last time I played it was on Xbox One, and it was like, in, I just want to see how the graphics improve going into next gen, gotcha. and if uh, the frame rate gets a little bit better. Um, the Neo Collection, I think, is coming out for PS5. Which oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to play. Yeah. Other than other than those two, I there's nothing on, on the top of my head that um, I'm excited, super excited about this this year. Other than Back for Blood. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, that is it's coming out in I think June uh, of this year, so it's not too far yeah. away. But uh... a couple days before my birthday. Oh hey, nice birthday present. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Friday. <laughs> That's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, glad they, I'm glad they planned that out for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be a good one. I, I, I mean, I, I hope it's a good one. Well, it's you know, um, I, I feel like Evolve was a, an interesting idea, but probably should have just been a game mode in another game, not like, like the way, not a specific game dedicated to to that idea of the the four versus one a hundred percent i hundred percent agree with you there and and so it's good to see like i I don't know there's definitely the possibility that this couldn't turn out well but it it seems like a studio is you know they're coming home they're they're returning back to uh what made them popular and so i i don't know I, i think think this game has everything going for it in terms of of what it's trying to be and so yeah. I, I i think i, think it'll I be agree good. with you that's i'm like i'm anticipating this game as much as, as as i'm anticipating fable which is fables of my favorite franchise of all time so okay um i've lost expectations uh for this one yeah uh but looking at this list actually resident evil village looks like it, it should be a should be a good one and death loop looks kind of interesting as well Mm-hmm. yeah for some games uh, coming out in 2021 yeah, I'm I'm very excited about uh, about Deathloop. Uh, I, I love Arcane, so I think I've already mentioned that once before on on this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a ton about it, and I kind of don't want to know anything about it because it, it seems like uh, mystery will definitely be in that game's favor. Um, so oh, yeah, it, looks uh, aw- it looks awesome. It looks like uh, like an espionage. It looks like an espionage film. 
Yeah. Yeah. But with some uh, sci-fi elements thrown in, that one looks good. Yeah. And uh, I, I love uh, Prey and Arcane, or um, the Dishonored games, so I'm, I will be there for Deathloop. Uh, you know what? I've never played this. I've never played Dishonor. I've heard a lot of great things, but never played it. You should definitely play it. Um, I it's they're great. They're wonderful. They're uh, you know, they're stealth uh shooters. You know, in the in the vein of something kind of like Thief, but a little more actiony. Uh, with some some Deus Exness thrown in there, but uh, they're they're just a lot of fun. They uh, I don't know. I love those games. I've replayed all of them multiple times, so nice. They're quite good, and and if you ever do play them, then definitely, uh, let's see, you get the definitive edition of um, uh, of Dishonored One, then it comes with the DLC, which is is really like a whole second game, it's or kind of like a side quill, uh, in a way, at least in terms of content, it's a whole second game. So nice, uh, you can play that, and then the the kind of standalone expansion that they made death of the outsider, which came out a year after dishonored two. Uh, it's that game is really a sequel to the DLC of the first game. And so they, the, you have kind of the two main games, which, you know, are very connected to each other, but the DLC for the first one actually sets up the villain of the second game. And then the, um, the third game is, is kind of a, you know, like I said, a sequel to that that first game, and those the two characters, um, Billy Lurk and Dowd, uh, in the DLC and and then the the third game, Death of the Outsider, are much more interesting than uh, Corvo and Emily from the uh, the original games because Corvo and Emily are very much like blank slates, you know, just kind of good people, and Billy and Dowd are much more murky shadowy you know they're they're not necessarily good people but they are trying to like redeem themselves and so it's just their stories are, are much more compelling um yeah they're those are just those are fantastic games highly i find highly that like uh, a lot of developers use like that blank canvas approach for like uh, initial games but then uh when they introduce new characters in dlc they're a lot more fleshed out because you know the player's been introduced to the game world so they have uh they get that's some like lore driven narrative that they can base the new the new characters off of, which I, I find really cool. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, you should you should definitely check out uh, those, and and hopefully Deathloop will be awesome as well. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I've I've no I've seen some gameplay of it, no idea about what the story is about. Yeah, I'm so, so, so confused by everything that I've seen um, with. <laughs> With Deathloop, I'm just like I don't, I don't want to find out anything else. We're just gonna wait and wait and see uh, uh, when the game comes. And out. then, and then, yeah, of course, Village looks Village looks phenomenal. Um, yeah, I think I'm finally gonna play. Uh, I think I'm finally gonna play. Uh, oh crap! What's um, Resident Evil? There we go. That's that's the series we're talking about there. Biohazard. Uh, yeah, I haven't or, I haven't played. Oh. Uh, the only one that I've actually played is four. Uh, so I, I have it on PlayStation four or five now. So I think I'm going to play it in, in VR and maybe stream it. I don't know. We're going to see what happens there. Uh, <laughs> I watched the, I watched the VR speed run of that game and it looked, uh, it looked nuts. I, uh, I definitely won't be speed running anything. 
Yeah, I will probably be walking a... very slowly everywhere I go. Um, but that's a good one. That's a good one. If you're a horror fan, that's a good one. Uh, I've never been a huge horror fan, like in terms of video games. I like horror movies, uh, but I also I don't know. Horror movies don't really scare me or in, I don't <laughs> no. know that I haven't watched a ton of horror movies in a long time but video games there's something about like with a movie you can just think that somebody's really dumb for for going down yeah. the dark hallway but then in a game you're the one that has to go down the dark hallway and it just yeah uh it's completely different <laughs> it's scary it's scarier because you're actively participating yes. in, in the experience more so than passively watching it right so 100 percent, 100 percent. um so so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, in a movie, you can blame the filmmaker. In a video game, you can only blame yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But uh, yeah. Well, any uh, anything else you want to give a shout out before we close the chapter on this one? No, I think I'm good. I, I think I've said everything I want to say. Thank you for having me on the Dark Castle. It's awesome. Absolutely. Sh- well, shout out! Shout out to the Dark station readers yeah absolutely well graves thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me about uh back for blood and uh, a couple of other things that we're excited about for the upcoming year and we'll be back in just a little bit to talk about some more of our favorite or not favorite our most anticipated games (laughs) for uh 2021 Well, that does it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can find more information about the games we discussed, including trailers, in the show notes for this episode on darkstation.com. There you can also find the Darkcast Interviews podcast, as well as other video game reviews, previews, and features. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com. Find us on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. For Joel Zerlup and Graves Black, I'm Jonathan Miley. Thank you once again, and until next time, be safe out there, be excellent to one another, and have a good one. <laughs>